we thank you for this message right now, Father. I thank you, Father, for your river to flow, Father. Thank you, Lord. We break any hindrance right now and any distraction, Father. Our eye would be single, that our whole body would be full of light, Father. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that the only thing we need to focus on is you, Jesus, because wherever you go is wherever I need to go, and whatever you say is whatever I need to say, Father. Oh, Father, where you are is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, Father. Oh, Father, if I want to be free, I need to be where you are, Father. I cannot just hear things that set me free and then expect to walk in my flesh and be free still. I need to hear things that make me free and then walk in those things that I heard by the Spirit, Father. Oh, Father, even right now, we need to get in our spirit and, and, and not hear and do and see by our flesh. Because by the flesh is death, but by the Spirit is life, peace, and joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, Father. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that the mind of the Spirit is life and peace, Father, and you are renewing our mind by the washing of the water of the Word, Father, not the word of religion, Father, not the scriptures that are the letter that is dead, but the Spirit gives life, Father. Oh, Father, wash our mind that we may think like you, act like you, talk like you, but the thing we need to start to realize is we already have that mind inside of us. But because we don't feel like it or think like it, we don't operate in that mind. But it's there. It's right here in your spirit. Your mind needs to be renewed. Your, your mind, will, and emotions needs to be renewed in the likeness. That way, your natural mind will start to become supernatural. And your body will start to operate in the supernatural as it's in touch with the, the soul, the mind, will, and emotions. But the soul has to be washed by the spirit. But the spirit is where there is life. It starts from, from just like a plant starts from the, the seed to a, a big flower, or the, it goes from the seed to the stem to the flower. Our spirit is the, is the seed. Our, our soul is the stem, and our body shows the fruits of those seeds, that, of that plant. See, you want to bear fruit in your body, we need to start to get, get in the roots, the roots of what is inside of us. This message is called New Creation Revelation. New Creation Revelation. And Shane just preached about all the identity stuff in Brazil. And now we're going to even go from there. And God gave me this message about four or five months ago. And he starts to give you revelation. But then there comes a time where that revelation starts to become flesh in you. You start to walk it out. And I saw a perfect opportunity by the Spirit to preach this. Because I think we need to learn this. Because we have to understand why... We hear all these things about that we're sons of God, that we're the righteousness of God, that we're this, that we're that, and we're, we are seated in heavenly places, but then we come to church or even we're at home and we feel dead. Or, and we try to think and we try to muster it up and say, I'm crucified with Christ, but then we keep doing the same thing over and over again. We have to understand how. See, and when, when we heard that identity message, we understood who we are, and now today we're even going to go deeper on how we walk that out. Because even I started to question myself, after even that, that message that Shane Priest started to go real deep in me, and I even started to, and then God started to bring, because he showed me a lot of this stuff four months ago, and, but then, like I said, when it's not fleshing you, it's just, they're just thoughts, but it doesn't bear fruit. But then when God starts to make things fleshing you, then you start to really, under, it starts to go deep where you can actually operate in revelation. See, some people have revelation, even on, like on TV, some people have revelation, but they're not walking in that revelation. Some people have understanding but they're still walking carnally because all those things have to start to become, the more we eat the meat from heaven, the more we eat the bread from heaven, all the nutrients, it starts to, if you eat meat, so you're trying to bulk up 
when you're, when you're going to the gym and you eat meat and you're trying to get big or swallow or whatever, you can't just expect one piece of meat to get you there, to get you where, to your goal of how you want to look. You need to keep eating it. And as your body starts to get used to the nutrients, starts to get used to the protein that's in it, and then it starts to become flesh, and then your flesh starts to look like what you've been eating and what you've been doing. So you can't expect one little thing to get you there. You have to be fed every day of your life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Every minute of the day, you need to be living by the word that comes out of his mouth. Sometimes his word that comes out of his mouth, sometimes when he's speaking to you, he's not necessarily speaking in a voice, but he's speaking through understanding. Sometimes he's speaking through revelation. Sometimes he's speaking and he leads you. Sometimes he's speaking and he sends someone. Sometimes he's speaking and he does this, that, or the third, a dream or a vision. But either way, he's speaking. We think his voice is just a still small voice, but that's just one of the ways he, one of the forms he talks to us, but he talks to us all different types of ways. But can you see it? Can you hear it? See, we were, we were made, we were given a spirit man that now knows that can discern when God is speaking. A spirit man that is in touch with the Father, that looks, that is already made in the image of God. See, that's what you're going to get to learn today, is that all that stuff that we see in the, in the pages is actually already inside of us, but it's about actually living from within, that we may conquer from what's without. See, we keep trying to conquer what's without through what's without, but we need to live from within to conquer what's with he, this body. We need to, the spirit, with, without the body, the spirit is dead. We're going to go through some scriptures and we're going to get deeper and deeper into it. But that's the one thing you have to understand. Identity and all these things. This is, this is what your spirit man looks like now. See, when God talks, he does, he's not talking to flesh. He actually he told in, in, um, in uh, Zechariah, he said, be quiet, O flesh. Because he's not talking to the flesh. He's not responding to the flesh. He now says that you are now dead. Your flesh is now dead to him. He doesn't even look at your flesh anymore unless you come in agreement with the flesh, of course. But now he's talking to your spirit, man. See, when, you, when we don't understand this, even when he's talking right now, if, we are, if you're not hearing me by your spirit, you're never going to hear me because that's where the fullness of God does. That's where the ears of the spirit dwell. That's where the eye solvent is laid on your eyes. But if your soul is too busy hearing by the flesh, seeing by the flesh, thinking by the flesh, that's where you're going to go wrong. We have to get our soul immersed in our spirit that our spirit man would take over the body. First, Romans 1, 8 through 9. New creation, revelation. You are a new creature, but why do you still walk like the old one? You are a new, you, all things have truly passed away, but why are you still doing the things that have passed away? How are you, how are you operating? That's what you need to ask yourself. How are you operating? Because when he said all things were made new, your spirit man in the world was dead. Your spirit man loved those things. See, when you were in the, see, now when you sin, you hate it. But when you were in the world, you loved it. That proves in and of itself right there that you were born again. This is even just signs that we know that we were, that the spirit of God came on us. He gave, remember, he said, I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. Meaning you had a, 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 you had a spirit, but it was dead. It was not connected to God. Adam, Adam and Eve had a spirit, had a, a spiritual man that, that God gave them in the body, and he, he breathed. See, even the body came from the dust, but when he, when he put Adam in that body, he, he, he was breathing into, that, into the body. That's why it says when, when a man dies, the body goes back to the dust, and the spirit man returns to God. 
Now, everybody's spirit is going to return to God on judgment day, and he's going to decide what he's going to do with those spirits based on what they did in the body. See how deep that is? See, what you, it's, don't, I, God, when, God, when it says every man's work will be judged, it says every man's work will be judged by what he does in the body. Notice how it'll say that. It'll say by what he does in the body, not what he does with the body, what he does in the body. See, what you do in your body matters. That's the works he's looking at, the works of the inner man. We're trying to work the works of the inner man by the outer man, but we have to work the works of the inner man that the outer man would show the fruit of the inner man. See, I know what you're doing in the spirit. So you say, I'm showing up. I'm doing this. I'm reading my Bible. I'm coming to church. I'm praying. I'm even coming up to the mic or whatever. But you're doing it all in this by the body. See, the reason why you come and you do all these things and you, and you go there, and you, but it's all dead is because the body is dead the body is now dead with Christ, but the spirit is now raised with him. See, you cannot operate. It says that no flesh can please God. No flesh. So we're trying to please God with our flesh, but he said, I'm not pleased by that. It, now, our, our flesh will show the fruits of what we're doing. But see, how you're living and how your flesh is reacting and doing things shows what you're doing in your inner man. So you say, well, I'm doing it, I'm doing this. But yeah, but your flesh is dead. What's going on with that? What happened to that scripture that says the quickening of your mortal body by the, spirit, by the Spirit of God? See, the Spirit of God will quicken our mortal body. It says that your body is now dead, but, but now he'll raise it to life. But you have to live by the Spirit, your spirit man that has been given life. Some of this is too deep for some, but you have, if you start to grasp this, you'll stop living by your flesh. You'll even start to see your flesh as not even you anymore. And when your flesh starts to do things that you don't want to do, you won't even associate with it. And guess what? Then you won't even start coming in agreement with it. Then you won't even do it anymore. That's how deep this goes. That's how much you need to get this. Because every time you do something wrong, you start to identify yourself by it and you keep doing it over and over and it becomes a stronghold. But it's not a stronghold really if you're free inside, but it's a stronghold because you've become in agreement and you've identified with it. See, this thing right here says stay true to yourself and the world will say stay true. But really, what you know what God's saying? You need to stay true to who you are in the spirit and stop looking at what you do in the flesh. And then what you do in the flesh will start to be what you're doing in the spirit because your mind is not coming in agreement anymore with your flesh. Because really the only power that anything in our flesh has is through the agreement that it has with the soul. See, all of everything we do has to do with agreement. It all has to do with agreement. If we, if we come in agreement with a spirit that tempts us or whatever, see, it says you don't even have to do the sin to, to, for it to be done before God because when your soul has already started entertaining it, it's already done to him. He said, if you look on a woman and even lust after her, you already committed adultery. That's how deep this goes, because now God is looking at what you're doing here now, what your spirit man is doing, what your heart is doing. First, I thank God through Jesus Christ for you all. Romans 1, 8 through 9. That your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness. See, start to understand, God is my witness. Well, how the heck is Paul getting a witness from God? Is God talking to him like he did, like he did to them in the Old Testament? Is God sending a messenger and witnessing to him, saying, yeah, this is true? Is God doing all this? See, in the Old Testament, everything was outward. That's why they could not live. See, God, God gave them grace or whatever, 
But see, every, they could not live to the fullest like we can. That's why it says even the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist because every single one of us has been given righteousness. Now we just have to activate that righteousness. In the Old Testament, they had to work to be righteous. Now we need to figure out, under, not figure out, understand how to access that righteousness within us that we may be able to walk righteous because it's not by the works of the flesh, but by the works of the spirit. It's not by the works of the law, but by the works of faith. You need to have faith and then you'll start to see the power. Whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make, oh wait, I skipped the part, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world for God is my witness. This is the key part. Whom I, this is Paul talking, the famous apostle that everybody loves, whom I serve. See, you want to serve God, right? This is how Paul's saying how he serves God. Whom I serve in my spirit. God whom I serve in my spirit, man. My spirit man knows what God wants me to do. My spirit man knows how God feels. My spirit man knows what God thinks. And I move off of that and that's how I please him. But see, we're trying to please him because we think about things that we're supposed to do and how it's supposed to look in the flesh, and we try to make that happen in the flesh, but those are supposed to just be natural outward occurrences. What we're, with the work that we're supposed to be doing is not with, by bodily exercise. Remember Shane got that awesome revelation, bodily exercise profits little? People think it's talking about working out. No, it's, it's talking about trying to do the things in the spirit by the flesh, trying to work it out, trying to do more, trying to, no, God's not telling you to do more. He's trying to get you to be you, but you have to understand how to be you because you're not the you that you've always known. That man's dead now. How do I still live to it? Is because I live by the body. How do I live by the new man? Is I live by the spirit because the new man is where, is where that is. Whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. See, now he filled us, filled us with his spirit. He gave us a new spirit and now through that, everything that God does, that spirit is ready to, to, that spirit feels what he feels. That spirit knows what he wants to do. It says that you, should, that you should know the will of God, that you should know all things. Why did Paul say that you should know all things? Because all, he knew what he had inside him. He knew how to operate through that spirit that was in him because the spirit of God knows all things and it's inside of him. And he knew how to operate through that. That's why he said, at all times, know the will of God. See, we shouldn't be coming place to place or, or thing to thing or whatever we're doing and not know what God's doing. Like Shane says, sons know what their father is doing. But how, do, but how come sometimes I feel clueless? Because it's through the carnal mind you're trying to serve him. It's through the works of your body you're trying to serve him. But it's by the work of your spirit, man. That's how you serve him. I'm going to go through some quick Quick scriptures here real quick about the spirit, man, so you can know how much the Bible really talks about this. And you'll start to realize all the little things, all the little things that Paul and even Peter say about whom oh God I serve in my spirit. God who's after the inner man. God who's after my spirit man. That's the new you. This body right here is just the housing. He said, even though we are clothed with mortality and it will die and go into the ground, we will be put on with a new, a new garment of mortality. We will be given a new body. So that shows right there that you better not be associating with your flesh because your flesh is going back in the ground. So you better not be... St this is not you. This is a, a vessel for you to, to, be, to operate in the, in the physical realm, but the real you is the spirit man with inside of you. That's what you need to get. 
And then your spirit man will start to take control of your natural man by the power of God. But your natural man can never walk like a spiritual man because it is natural and it cannot receive the, the, the things of God. It says the carnal mind cannot receive the things of God because it is at enmity with God. So when you try to get it in your mind, you're never going to get it because it can't get it because it's impossible to get it because it's at enmity with God. Quick scriptures real quick. Proverbs 20, 20, 20, 27. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. The spirit of, the, of a man is the lamp of the Lord, is the light of, that God gets to shine on this earth. And I'm not going to go through, because we've got other stuff to go through, but I'm just going to go through these quick. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but through our outer, though our outer man, this body, the flesh, is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. See, our, our mind is being renewed by the washing of the water of the word, but our spiritual man, we want to get higher in the spirit, but it's, it's right here that's getting higher, not here. This is, should be dying. The feelings that the body has always felt in the world should be going away slowly as we continue to feed the spiritual man. But even when we try to, try to do things, try to, try to have ability of God through the flesh, see, we start to have ability of God through the spirit, then it takes over the flesh. You have to understand that one. Key right there. Because you will keep trying to serve God and then you keep being heavy. All you who come onto me that are heavy laden, that, that, or that labor and that are heavy laden, I will give you rest. So why are you not resting? It's because you're in the flesh and there's no rest in the flesh. But what I mean by the flesh is not just doing sinful things. I also mean by the flesh is operating by this outer man. That's the deeper thing. That's how you start to die to, what, how, what, to the lust of your outer man. See, this, this body, see, we say we're crucified with Christ. Now, our inner man is crucified with Christ. Our inner man has no taste for sin in its mouth, but our outer man still has the residue that we were delivered from. And when we start to go by that outer man, we start to resurrect the residues, and they start to become strongholds again. They start to take over. That's why you get delivered from something, and, the, you know, God saves you. You're born again, boom. And then three weeks later, then you start to all of a sudden struggle with it because you started to give in. Then it starts to fester again. But maybe you were walking in the flesh. Not just walking in the flesh sin. I'm talking about walking in the flesh, trying to live through this outer man. Ephesians 3.16. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with the power, with power through his spirit in the inner man. Where's the power of his spirit? Where's the power of his spirit? In the inner man. Is it in your body? It is in your body, but is it by this body that the power is on? Now, he'll quicken this body, but the power, the nucleus, I can't even say that word, nucleus of that power is right here in your spirit, man. Then you start to access the nucleus, and the nucleus starts expanding and starts taking over the whole being. See, we're called to please God, body, mind, and soul, or body, mind, and soul, but also spirit through our spirit through our soul and our body but see the root is the the spirit starts to take over the soul then starts to take over the body but if we start here and go here our flesh starts to take over our spirit or our our soul and then our soul through our soul our flesh starts to kill our spirit and you can kill your spirit you can't kill your spirit like kill your spirit because you're no spirit is ever going to die do you know that there will be spirits that die in the sense they will experience eternal fire but that's worse. 
that you get to still live, but, ex- but live forever in torment. But no spirit can die. God can crush the spirit and kill it, but what he's going to do to those that do not believe on him, at the end of the day, he's going to give them, it's going to be eternal torment. And those and the rest get to live unto him by their spirit forever with the new, with the new heavenly body, not, no longer this natural body. See, I hope after this message that you start to understand and you start to actually start to feel empowered because you start to access the power within you. When you start to, when you see things and you hear things and when you do things, you don't no longer do it by, by, by a way of thinking. See, God is starting, starts to establish mindsets, but even mindsets that he establishes in us, those are called to be like, like uh, byproducts of what he's doing in our spirit. What, why we're being, see, everything's in our spirit, so why would we need to be renewed by our mind? Because everything is in our spirit, but our mind still needs to understand what we're doing, what, what's going on, that we may know how to answer every man, that we may understand what we're doing. Our spirit will, all, can, if, we, if we live by our spirit, our spirit will start to do the will of God. Our spirit will start to, to walk his way, will start to talk his way. But if our mind, see, what, what people start to understand, why, why it says, you started in the, in the spirit, but you ended in the flesh. Because people start to live like that, but then because their mind doesn't understand what's happening and what God's doing, they start to quench the Holy Ghost. Then they start going and trying to serve God in the flesh how they did under the law. See, that's why we say that we say when, we, when you walk in the flesh, you're really walking under the law. Because even Paul said something like that. He said that with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. But with, my, with the mind, with the spirit, I serve the law of God. The law of, of Jesus, of Christ, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Because Christ died for us, now we are, have, been, have been separated from the law. Now we no longer live on the law, but now we live under the, a new law. See, people want to say, we don't live under the law. We can do whatever we want. No, you're mistaken. Because he says about five, six, seven times maybe that he said now we live under a new law. Meaning now... We don't live by the, the laws written. Now we live by the one who writ, wrote them. Now we live by the one who wrote the law. We don't have to live under the law. Now we live by the one who wrote the law. That's a greater law because that one is going to not only tell me what to do, he's going to give me the power to do it. See, in the law, he told me what to do, but I couldn't do it because I'm a carnal man sold under sin. And the law, the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. But now I am spiritual. He, he, he renewed me and he, made him, he mended me again with himself. And now I'm spiritual, but I still have the option to live carnal, but I have to live spiritual. If I want the law to be written on my heart and if I want my flesh to start showing the fruits of that and put on the new self. This is now Colossians 3.10. And these scriptures go like this, go on endlessly. You can go search them at home, but these are just a few I wanted to pull on for encouragement. See, the word of God is our encouragement. We don't need encouragement saying, good job. We need encouragement that makes me walk in power. We need encouragement that makes me feel like I really am the righteousness of God, not just talking about it, but actually walking it out because I'm so confident in it. See, even there's many things that he said, because I say this for your confidence, that you may walk worthy of the calling that you are called to. See, that's what we need is we need the confidence of the word, not the confidence of ourselves. Do you want to be confident in yourself? Well, you want to be confident in yourself? Guess what? Your new identity, he was the word made flesh. Now you become one with Christ. Now you are becoming the word made flesh because you are one with the word because he is the word and he now lives inside of you. If you want to even go deeper than that. 
See, the word is now here. Now to walk it out is the thing I got to figure out. But I don't have to figure it out. He's going to figure it out. You're going to understand. He's going to walk it out, and you're going to talk like it. And I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Colossians 3.10. And have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. See, we are made in the likeness of God. We are made in the image of God. So how do we, this, when we walk by the flesh, we walk by the image of the beast. See, you, be, you don't want to be under the, the, the beast in the last day? Well, the beast is right here, right in front of you. Right skin to skin right now, if you live by this body right here, that's how, that's how the beast is going to start to take over you. He doesn't need, we don't need a man to get us to follow the beast. The flesh is already trying to get us to follow itself. And when we follow the flesh, because the enemy and the, and the Antichrist is going to use flesh to draw people in, those who are living by the flesh he's, is going to be his victims. Because flesh, what does flesh worry about? Eating. Guess what? You need the mark. Food. Pleasure. You need the mark. Money, you need the mark. All these things, you need the mark. So everything the body needs and wants and desires and the lust can all only be gotten by the mark. Now, when you're in the spirit, will God supply for you? Yes, if you're in the spirit, but by the flesh, anything you, you cannot go, you won't be able to go commercially or do any of these things anymore. It will have to be by the ravens, just like in Elijah. I'm not saying literally ravens, but I'm talking about the spiritual event because he will start to have spiritual events happen in our life and things will start to supernaturally appear Things, maybe even you wake up one morning and all of a sudden there's a whole plate of food, a whole wad of cash, a whole thing of this, a whole thing of that. Somebody comes out of nowhere and supplies for you. Angels start appearing. Does, don't you even know that he says that, that you can entertain angels unknowingly? And how, how much do you think, if that's been happening all these years, even 2,000 years when they wrote that, how much do you think that's going to start to happen when everything goes down and the remnant needs God himself to supply for them? That's going to start to take place. Things are, the, the supernatural is going to start to become a natural thing in your life because that's the only thing that can get you around. That's going to be the only thing, only way you can even survive is by the supernatural. So you better start relying on the supernatural right now. You better stop looking at your bank account as, as far as how everything's going to go. You better start looking at the, I'm, I'm preaching myself, you better start looking at the cattle on the hill because if you don't right now, you still look at Pharaoh's chariots. So you need to start getting this now because when it comes... There's going to be two people God showed me, not besides everybody that takes the mark, besides everybody that's ready to see, besides everybody that has a strong delusion come on them, there's going to be two other people. And I even said, I think I even said this in Brazil, even about the lukewarm and the hot. It's going to be the ones that have not been crucifying their flesh this whole time, and they're going to be struggling. They're going to be conflicted in the middle. Oh, but I want to eat. Oh, but I need to believe God. Oh, but I don't see it. Oh, but, oh, but, oh, but. That's why it's important to die now or you will die later. That's a hard saying, but it's better. It's more freeing to live dead because then you start not to worry about the natural means anymore. And then the supernatural means start to intervene for you. So we need to die now so that way we're not conflicted later. And when, see, I want in the last days, I don't want to be panicking, just barely surviving and saying, all right, kill me already because I can't take it. No, I want to be ready in peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with him. Even in different parts of the world, they're, they're coming under 
hard persecution, but they're filled with him. There's glory wherever they meet. That's where I want to be, but I don't want to be the one that's around the glory, but still struggling. I want the glory to come inside of me and change me. Psalms 51.6, behold, you desire truth in the innermost being. You desire truth in my innermost being, not just in my mind. See, the spirit, see, when truth gets inside my spirit, man, that's a whole nother deal. When truth gets inside my mind, I try to follow it, but it wavers because my mind is like the waves in the seas. But my spirit, man, is standing on the rock. See, you already have the rock in you if you really want to get technical. You already have everything inside of you in you. You have the kingdom of God inside of you. So you already have it in you, you need, but you need, that's where you need to start to live from is within. He wants to get truth in your innermost being. Because when it gets to your innermost being and it starts to become a revelation, it starts to become an understanding, it starts to become flesh and it starts to become a walk and not just a talk. See, he doesn't just decide, want truth in our mind because then it's just thoughts. But truth in our spirit is a walk. And in the hidden part, you will make me know wisdom. You will start to know, see, the seven spirits of God are right here waiting to feed you. But are you going to incline your ear here or are you going to incline your ear here? So you need to stop thinking with your mind. You need to start thinking with your spirit. Then the rivers of living water will start to flow out of you. God, I want to drink today. Fill me. And then he doesn't show up. But then you start to pray. Does this ever happen to anybody? I know I'm not the only one. Where you're praying, God, fill me, fill me, fill me. And you're looking up and you're waiting for something to come down. But then your spirit man starts moving. Then you start to recognize that then you start to pay attention more and it starts rising and bubbling and then the rivers start coming out see god's we keep crying abba 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 fill me fill me but he's like look within i'm ready you ready look down on the well drop drop the bucket it's ready for you you don't even have to start crying that anymore because you're going to be so confident as a son that you know your father is ready to fill you you don't even need to ask him to fill you anymore that's the level i want to get to but you cannot just do it by having the mindset of it. You need to start doing it by living by the spirit of it. See, everybody's living by a spirit, but when you live by your flesh, you're living by other spirits. When you live by your spirit, man, you live by the spirit of God. Because God is spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you cannot worship him if you're not born again. Because you don't have a new spirit. You're not, you don't have that spirit like Adam and Eve had. See, Adam and Eve, I never got finished that point, did I? Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they had a, 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 new, they had a new spirit that God breathed into, him, into them. But then it said that when they left the garden, they died. Did they die physically? No. They died spiritually. Now separated from God. See, but now that was us because we were, when Adam sinned, we all sinned, and it all brought us under that death. But now by his precious son and the precious blood, he's brought us back into the garden, and has got us connected with him again. But it's not this body... It's this spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.14 But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit. A natural man does not accept the things of the spirit. You have a spiritual man and you have a natural man. So when you go by the natural man, you will not even receive this message. You will not even receive when somebody tries to correct you. You will not receive it because you cannot, the natural man cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. The natural man does not accept the things of God. That's why you're struggling with the things of God because you're one minute you're in the natural man, and one minute you're by the, spiritual, by the spirit man. You see, your spirit knows what the deal is. But it's the flesh that always tries to bring 
So you, got, you don't even realize that you have two different types of feelings. You have two different types of thought. You have the feelings of this body, of your flesh, what your flesh wants to feel and feels of things, of, even of old things, former things. Uh, uh, um, what's that called? Uh, former spirits that come back? Familiar spirits. And then you have the feelings of your spirit, man, that are God's feelings, actually. See, your, your, your spiritual man has been given is everything you feel from your spirit is how God starts to feel about things. Then you start to feel God's heart about things. Then you start to God, feel God's emotion. See, God even has, see, the religion wants to say God is just, just this guy that doesn't have any emotion, but he has emotions. He gets happy, he gets sad, he gets angry, he has all these things. Read the Bible. There's righteous anger. But you cannot understand or, or have any of that or feel any of that when you're going by the feelings of your flesh. See, that's why you might get mad over something, but your spirit man is at peace. Because your natural man sees that in a different way, but God sees it in another way. See, your brother might have done something to you, or your sister might have done something to you, but it was harmless and pure, but your natural man is ready to get angry because your natural man, all your natural man knows is what happened to me five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, the wounds. But your spiritual man knows exactly what, because God knows the heart. So if God knows the heart and he's intertwined with our spirit and he's one with our spirit now we can know the heart through him because now we're one with him now we're seated with christ in heavenly places and now we are co-heirs at the right hand of the father so now what he, what he what he's able to do we start to be able to do as he what is in heaven is as now as who we what we are on earth those are that's in the, all that type of stuff is in the bible but we don't understand it so we look over it but when we start to understand what exactly he's talking about, what part of me he's talking about, we start to actually see the manifestation of those things. Well, what do you mean as, I, as he is in heaven, as I, so I am, I am on this earth? But I don't feel like that. Of course your flesh don't feel like that. Whose flesh does? But your spiritual man is all, all, all up. You ever get, hear that stuff in your spirit man? It's like, oh yeah. But your flesh is like, oh, what? And then you go... And you get all pumped up and you're at service and you're doing all the things. But then you go home and you're like, all right, just flip on the TV. Because you start to operate back on the natural man because, see, how are you operating? How do you do things, receive things, say things, give things out, give thing, take things in? It's all by that, that, that man that lives inside of you, not by this man. This man is just the housing. That's like telling me, and I've said this before in the past, that's like telling me that, Going to my house, standing on the street, seeing me inside my house and saying, hey, Joe, pointing to my house saying, hey, Joe, how are you? No, that's not Joe. Joe is inside the house right there at the front door looking at you. But the house is just housing me and protecting me or whatever. It's, it's giving me the ability to live on this earth or, or not be homeless. And just like in this world, this body has given us the ability to operate in this realm. But the spiritual man is the is the man. It's the person. The spiritual man is who you are. And that's where you start to access who you really are because when you start to really know who you are, you start to understand what your spirit man has. For the natural man does not accept the things of God for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. That's why you can, somebody can speak revelation and the other person's like, I don't think that was God. Well, it was God, but you're in the natural. They're in the spirit. Where are you, what realm are you operating from? This the spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm. But because we, oh, we go by these eyes that see and these ears that hear, 
We cannot see or hear how real the spiritual realm is. But when we start to go by the eyes and ears in our spirit, man, we start to actually re get how real the spiritual realm is. And we start to see how it's actually dictating everything around you. And you start to feel what's inside of people. You start to feel where people are operating from, what spirit they're coming from. Because not every man has the spirit of God and never, not every man is going to operate through the spirit of God, even if they do have the spirit of God. Because every man still has a flesh. A prophet can prophesy by the Spirit of God. And then another man, if they get in the flesh, they can start prophesying through divination. It's that easy. So how are you going to know? Are you going to trust somebody just because they said something once and it was, and it was true? Well, that's kind of happening now. There's many prophets that said things that were true and they came in the past. But now they're prophesying out of, maybe out of their flesh. They got in their emotions. They got in their feelings because they want something natural to happen. And now they're prophesying things by the flesh, and now people are getting deceived because they trusted in a man. But when, you start, when your spirit starts to know, then you start to trust God because your spirit trusts God. James 2, 26. Just for just as the body without the spirit, see, with a body without the spirit is dead. So also faith without works is dead. So this body cannot operate without, this, without your spirit man. So you need to look at it that way. But your body is trying to kill your spiritual man, but that's why you start to live by your spiritual man. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 18. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. If he died for all of us, now, that, now we're all taking part in his death to this world, to the things of this world. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, see, now and he, gets, he starts to go on because I want to explain. I don't want to be long-winded with this because then he starts to say, do you not know who you've yielded yourself instruments of righteousness to? Do you not know who you, who your, what your spirit man now thirsts for and what your spirit man is now capable of? Your spirit man is not going to go, is not, is not going after sin. But you, you can choose sin because you have a soul. But see, do you not realize that your spirit man is made in the righteousness of God and, and is henceforth therefore servants and instruments of God? That the only way your spirit man can even have power or operate is through God. So the only way we can even access this spiritual body or, or, or the spiritual man, inner man inside of us is by, is by actually following and, and, and obeying God. Then he starts to move our spirit as he moves with us. But it cannot be the other way around. Our spiritual man is, is made to, to do what he's doing and go where he's going. That's the only way we can walk in the power of our spirit. We cannot use our own spirit. I'm not talking about our own spirit in the flesh. I'm talking about our own spirit that God's given us to do whatever we want because that's not what it's yielded to do. It's yielded to obey God. And that's why you can try to come up here or go up somewhere and try to preach or prophesy or do something, but if it's not by, if it's not by the quickening of God, if it's not by the unction, God doesn't move with you and your spirit doesn't move with you either. And then you start to realize that you're doing everything in your own strength. You're trying to preach in your own strength. You're trying to prophesy in your own strength. You're trying to uh, uh, sing in your own strength. But there's no backing because your spirit man is yielded unto righteousness. But your flesh is, your flesh, when you think of unrighteousness, you think of sin. But your flesh, unrighteousness is doing anything you want. That's what really the root of sin is, is doing what thou wilt, doing what you want. It's sinful to God because God has his own will. And you can't have your own will in God's will. But unto him which died for them and rose again, wherefore henceforth no, no man after the flesh 
See, when you actually start to live by your spirit, you actually start to see your brothers and sisters in the spirit and you start to feel them out in the spirit and stop looking at their body, even the works of the body. See, one man can sin and another man can sin and God may, may, may be easy to forgive that one than the other one because God knows the heart. See, but if you don't, if you judge by only your mind, your mind is, is, not, is not subjective to those types of things. Your mind is only going to judge by, well, that's sin. He should, he should be cursed. Well, that's sin. He should be punished. But God said, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. So how are you going to know how God feels about it, each individual person in any different given situation without knowing how, without actually feeling his feelings in that moment? See, we see something happen to someone. Well, there it goes. We see something happen to someone in a certain situation, and then the same situation happens with somebody else, but God might act, not even deal with it the same way because God has a different heart towards that person even. See, God is no respecter of person. He's gonna, he's, he feels the same way towards each one of us as it is. But the record that we start storing in our heart, how we start living, some people, some people got, got, God's grace is frustrated with them and he's done with them. Some people make that same mistake that that person did, but he's not frustrated with them because he, he's, give, he's given them grace still. But how will you ever know that if, you're not, if you don't know how he, his, if you don't feel his emotions and feelings towards a situation? But in the Bible, it says kick one out if they do this or do that. See, then you start operating by the dead letter because you don't even know how God feels. See, everything in the kingdom, you need to know God to actually do it. Because... We read the picture, we read the, the scriptures and everything. Okay, how about that one scripture where it talks about if someone's in need, give them, uh, give them what, they, what they're asking for. But then when Paul or, or Peter and, and, the, and whoever else was with them, when they went to the gate, the guy said, so, do, uh, uh, do you have silver and gold? Well, why didn't he obey the, the scripture and give him silver and gold? He, he was asking, he was in need. But the kingdom of God was doing something else, see? He, he, didn't say, he said, silver and gold I do not have, but I have something greater. And he, and he healed him. That's greater than money. So you won't even ever know that because you keep thinking about the letter. Well, in this case, I'm supposed to do this. In this case, I'm supposed to do this. But your spirit man knows what to do. That's why you need to stop operating by the mind. And as we grow, the mind starts to think like the spirit. And then they, the two come in agreement. That's where we're growing to. We're growing to, as we hear the word of God, it starts to divide our, 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 the man in the flesh See, it says the, the, the word is like a two-edged sword and divides joint and marrow. It divides the spirit man from the flesh, so that way you know what's coming from the spirit and what's coming from the flesh. I know that lust is not from... See, see here's where it gets to something else. Because we know that we cannot... Everybody knows, even the world knows, that you cannot go lust after... And they do it anyway, of course, because they're, they're dead. But you cannot, just, you cannot lust after another man's wife or another man's whatever. Everybody knows that. But see, in the kingdom, it's a whole other deal. You even have lust after ministry because covetousness is really lust. Anything we covet, lusting after somebody else's things, lusting after to be like, lust, is that in the Bible? It can't, you can say, yeah, here and there, but it doesn't say it directly. It doesn't say you, have, you, you need to repent of ministry lust or whatever. No, but that's something we know by the Spirit. See, but if you're not in the Spirit, you won't even know what you... What, if you have that. See, even Paul said, or Peter, yeah, I think it was Paul. He said, I don't even judge myself, but I let God judge me and tell me what's wrong with me and what's right with me and how else, how, how he feels about me. 
See, when you do things, you start to feel how God feels about it. And when you start to feel his emotions displeased with it, your spirit starts to get displeased. And then you realize, oh, God doesn't like that. But how are you supposed to know by the letter? Maybe some things seem very, very okay by the flesh, but God doesn't like it. Maybe he doesn't like something about it. Maybe he doesn't like the heart. Even that one story that someone told that they said, cut, the two, these two people need to cut their hair. The Bible says don't have long hair. And then they both went home and they both asked, and the pastor said, go ask God if you should cut your hair. And then the one cut their hair and the one didn't. And he asked them both, why did you cut your hair and why did you cut your hair? And the other one said, it's because God said about the vanity of my heart. And the other one said, and God was pleased with them. So how are you ever supposed to know how God feels about it if you don't know God? He even said, but, but and they came in the last day and we, we did works. We did this, that, and the third, but you didn't even know me. Everything has to be done through knowing him, knowing his emotions about a thing, knowing his thoughts about a certain thing. I don't want to have my thoughts anymore. I want to have his thoughts about everything I do and everything that's going on. Wherefore, henceforth, know no man after the flesh. Ye, yeah, though we know Christ after the flesh. See, see, we knew Christ after the flesh. Yet now, henceforth, we know him that way no more. What? What? Did he just say that? Yeah, he just said it. Because now he's in the spirit. God is spirit. His body was taken up. But how, how, can he, how can we still hear from Christ? How is he still hearing from Christ in the red lettering in Revelation? It's because the spirit of God. They, they talk, you know, in, in, in one of the books, it talks about the spirit of Christ. So is there a spirit of Christ and a spirit of God? Is there really, is there... One spirit of God is there seven spirits of God? No, it's all the spirit of God. Is there, well, we can go even, I can go even further with this. Is there a spirit of Elijah and then the spirit of God? And then you're sitting here filled with the spirit of God. Give me the spirit of Elijah. No, you got it in you. It's the spirit of God because it was the same spirit that was in Elijah is now in you. The same spirit that was in Christ is now in you. And the same spirit that is in all those who worked miracles and did things unto God is now in you. What did Stephen say when he was about to pass away? Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Did he say receive my body? No, he said receive my spirit. Because his spirit is how he was operating in all those miracle signs and wonders. Your spirit, man, is where it's all at. I'm going to tell you, when you start to get that, you start to get, you're going to start to get bold like a lion because the lion is right there. Your spirit is now a little lion. If you've been born again, your spirit, he's the lion of Judah. And now he's begotten cubs, and you are one of them. Some are, have grown to become lions just like their daddy, and some are still growing, but you're all lions. But this is the lion. This right here is the coward. Which one are you going to live by? Serve God, serve Baal. Well, that's the same thing. Serve your flesh or serve your spirit, because the flesh will lead me to Baal, and the spirit will lead me to God. Yeah, now henceforth, no, we him no more. So I don't even know Christ after the flesh. I don't even know you after the flesh. I know you in the spirit and how God feels about you. I don't go by my own feelings about you anymore. I my own thoughts about you. See, that's when you, see that because you still have this body and that's that's the thorn in your flesh for the for the rest of your walk is this body and how it thinks still. Even though you're being renewed, there's still that little residue here and there that hasn't been hit yet. You start to, you, there's still that little war that tries to come here and then the devil tries to use your flesh and blood. But that's where you have to realize that's not me. Those thoughts are not my thoughts. I'm not even going to entertain them. You don't even start. Sometimes we wrestle with thoughts because we're not even sure if they're God or not. 
Sometimes we wrestle with thoughts because we think they're actually from heaven. But when you start to know what emotions and what thoughts are, are yours and not yours, then you start to really separate the two and deny the one and let the one die. See, when he said, I'm crucified with Christ and this is the life I now live, that, that was his spirit, man. But what he was also saying was that he does no longer live by what he feels and what his body wants to do and what his body thinks. He said, I beat my body into, um, the same guy that said that, said, I beat my body under subjection daily. So if he was crucified with Christ, and because people try to preach that and they say, and they make you think like, oh, well, so I just got to believe that. And then I don't want to even do anything anymore, right? I won't do sin. Then you start to believe that, but then you start to still do it. And you're like, what is happening? Because it's, you still have the flesh, but you start to not even do the flesh when you start to access the power here. See, I, the, I, I'm crucified with Christ, I, the body I now live. My spirit is no longer under my flesh, so therefore I now live to Him in God whom I serve with my spirit and no longer do, when my flesh wants to go here, I don't do that anymore. I'm crucified. That one's on the cross with God. When Jesus went on the cross, He didn't just die. He was still there hanging, but He was, he was crucified. See, some of us are still there. We're not having breathed, breathed our last breath in the, in the flesh, but we need to hang on to those those, those stakes on the cross and not get off. And even when they want to tempt us to get off or, or when the devil wants to say, oh, you, you, you can bring, pull down legions, he'll do the same thing to you. Oh, well, can't you access the power of God to get rid of it all right now and you get rid of all your flesh? And that's what the devil makes you think. And then you start doing things in the flesh again. And that's when he gets you and says, ah, here's your strength again. Let me come in. Let me start to add sin again because where the law is, sin increased. The power of sin even increases. When I start to live out from under God, that's when my flesh is resurrected again. But I need to hang on the cross. Don't even think about the temptations while I'm on the cross. And start to, you start to raise to life as you die. The baptism of death that brings life. As I die, I live. It's not, I'm going to think I'm dead and then I'm, I'm living. No, I need to actually die. I need to actually resist Satan and he will flee. And then as I continue to live on my spirit, my flesh won't even be fed. And those, those lusts and those temptations, those tastes in my mouth start to die because I don't even feed them anymore. See, but because we wrestle back and forth, we feed it. And then we go here, we feed it. That's why it's still there. But as we don't feed it, it starts to disappear. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Do you feel like a new creature today? Yes. You feel like a new creature today? Right. So this is, where we, this is what it's all about. Because the new creature ain't here. The new creature is here. Then when you start to live here, you start to always feel like a new creature. And even if you fall in the flesh, you start to take accountability for yourself because you know that's not even you anymore. Because when we do things in the flesh and we don't have these mindsets and these ways of understanding, we start to do things in the flesh and we start to take ownership with it. But and we should take ownership in the sense that, yeah, we did it, I admit it, I repent. But we start to take ownership thinking that it's, it's us, that's me. That's a part of me, that's who I am. I, I'm the one that gets offended all the time. I'm the one that does this or does that or gets angry all the time. No, no, that's not you. Then you start to separate and start to see your flesh. And then you start to say, oh, there it is. Nope, that's not, I'm not coming onto that because I know that's, because you, when you start to think it's so a part of you, you just let it, you just let it rain. You let it rip. Because you're like, this is me. This is, oh, well, everybody's going to, then people have this thing. 
Well, they always say, well, that's just me. People are going to have to deal with it. No, it ain't just you. Because that's not what the image of God looks like. That's not what the Bible says. So it ain't just you. It's just still flesh that's still living that you still need to crucify. But the, you need to live by the, start living by the real you, and then you actually start to crucify that a lot, whole lot easier. And even if it's, even if our, because our flesh is always going to be there to try to pull us. But when we start to live this way by our spirit, it doesn't pull us anymore. See, we cannot conquer our flesh by the flesh. It says mortify the deeds of the flesh by the spirit. Did it say mortify the deeds of the flesh by the flesh? No. So if you're trying to stop getting offended all the time or stop lusting or stop doing this by your own strength, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Remember, that's where you start to fail. But there's in the seven spirits of God is the spirit of there's the spirit of counsel, revelation, all those things. But then there's the spirit of might to overcome everything that's trying to so easily entangle you. Put aside all the sins that so easily entangle you. How am I going to put that aside? By not moving by it, by letting it be crucified, by letting it, by letting it not live. And that's how I let it die. So you want to know, how do I let these things die? How do I die, God? Don't let them live. And they'll start to take their last, each part of your flesh will start to take its last breath. See, there's, see, there's areas, that, here's a, it goes even deeper. There's areas of our life that are crucified and have breath, this last breath, and we look back and we're like, I don't even, wow, I don't even feel like that. I don't even feel like getting angry over that anymore. But then there's other parts that are still alive, that still pull us. That's why it's a process, right? And, over t- and as the process keeps going, you start to get more dead in every area of your life. But we need, that's the ultimate goal, is to let every part of our life breathe its last breath. And all things are of God, for who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ has given us to the ministry of reconciliation. Colossians, I'm going to try to go through these last few, and then we're going to be done. Colossians 2, 12, 20, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him. See, all these things, when people read these scriptures in Romans, they keep thinking about their flesh. But he's saying, stop looking at the flesh, your flesh. That's why he keeps saying over and over and over and over and over and over. I feel like I read it today, of like three, four chapters in Romans. Your flesh is dead. Get over it. Put on the new man. But because we keep operating by the flesh, it lives. Wherein? Also, ye are risen. And not, I'm not saying it's dead as in it doesn't, you don't feel anything in the flesh. I'm saying as in you keep living by that man. Wherein also ye are risen with him through faith of the operation of God. You're risen with him through faith. In these words that are being spoken, in these words that are in the scriptures. Who hath raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and un, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he hath quickened together with him, hath forgiven your trespasses. That's what he's, he's trying to say when he's saying you're dead. He's saying the old you, the life that you lived, I don't even, it's, it's erased. Everything you did yesterday, even if you sin today, when you repent, old life. Dead to me, dead to God, dead to you. Now it's alive if I start to live and I don't repent, but it's dead now, even what you did yesterday. See, you think about your old life before you came to Christ, but it says, if any man sins, that he has a propitiation for his sins. He has a mediator. He has the one with the blood that comes to cleanse us back again and get us right back in that spot again, boldly to the throne of grace. And then we even look at yesterday as if it was even in our past before. But we, we look at yesterday and we start to, and we say, oh, but I just did that. And we get it back in the cycle. No, that's not, that's, that's not you. You just went, gave into your flesh. That's it. You gave into your flesh. 
That's what, that's what you need to take accountability of. Blotting out the handwriting ordinances that was against us. See, blotting out the handwriting ordinances that were against us. Everything that heaven was compiling against us all this time. For judgment day, he erased it. Dead. That's no longer, it's done. With, buried with Christ. Which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Just imagine all your sins, everything you did on a piece of paper and him taking a hammer and a sickle and nailing that thing to the cross, it's gone. So now when you go to God, that's why it says come boldly to the throne of grace because that, even your past life has been, has been crucified. Whoa, but God, I've done so much. Okay, but nail it back to the cross. Get back in the spirit. And having spoiled principalities of power, he made sue of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but, by the, body is of, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward of voluntary humility. Let's go on. See, all these things, worshiping of angels, intruding into things that he hath not seen, vainly puffed up, all these Sabbaths, new moons, look at what it says it does. And it says, hath not seen, vainly puffed up the fleshly mind. See, all these things, ordinances, obey the Sabbath, obey this. It puffs up your fleshly mind and then it starts to get you to get religious. Knowledge puffs up, but revelation the, with the anointing, sets you free. See, oh, I'm obeying. We got people going in the store. I'm not even going to say which store. Going in the store, witnessing to people, knowing who, if they're saved or not, who knows, about the Sabbath and not about Christ and Him crucified. Vainly puffed up in their mind. That's what religion does. Religion puffs you up, gets your flesh all riled up, but your spirit, man, is not even fed, doesn't go from glory to glory, doesn't go from faith to faith. But you know messages from God when your spirit is, 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 is encouraged and your spirit is, is ready, has that strength to it. And not holding the head from which all the body and the band, the body by the joints and the bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increased with the increase of God. See, they take the head out of everything. All these Sabbaths and Numa, all these people that do that, they take the head out of it, which supplies all the the little things of the body, the nourishings of the body, the joints and the, and the things. If, we, if our head is religion, nobody gets, nobody gets edified. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudeness of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to its ordinances? That's something to think about. I'm not even going to get into it because I just want to finish. 1 Corinthians 9, 27, But I keep under my body and bring it into suggestion, lest by any means... When I have preached to others, I myself should not be a castaway. Even Paul himself, who said he was crucified with Christ, even said he said he needed to bring his body under subjection. That when his body wanted to get angry, maybe when Barnabas and all them turned on Paul, and even uh, there was another one that turned on Paul because of the love of the world, maybe his flesh wanted to get mad. But his spirit man was like, just ready to move on. Maybe that's the type of things he was had to... Put on the subjection, you know what, I'm not going to get, that's all the flesh. The flesh, my flesh cares because maybe my flesh wants to get mad because I feel rejected. Maybe my flesh wants to get mad because of my wounds, but I'm not going to go by my wounds. See, you can have wounds. See, I had this, I, God even had to rebuke me that if like, almost like when we have wounds, it's like we think we can heal ourselves. But he only, he heals us. But, the, but how does, if, when you actually start to think about a wound, how does a wound heal? A wound 
Let's say if I, I, my arm gets sliced, okay, I, you know, I, I pat it up, bands it up, whatever. But over time, the scab comes over it and then the skin, the wound heals itself. The body heals itself. You start to be healed as you start to not. But what happens? How do you keep a wound from continuing? How do you keep a wound continuing? You open it back up. You keep going back at it. You, you, you pick at it. You ever get, had a scab and you pick at it? Well, there, guess what? Your wound is still going to be there for a, a lot longer. And that's the same way in the spirit. See, God uses all the natural things of the world to even show you the spiritual things of the kingdom. Even how you pick at your scab, you cannot pick at your wounds and then you start to see yourself be healed. As you live in the, new, in the new man, the old man starts to die. As you live in the spirit, the flesh starts to die. That's why it says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the deeds of the flesh. You know how that, I look at that now? Is I, I look at it like this. Walk in the spirit and you will walk in the new man. Walk in the flesh, you will walk in the old man. You want to you wanna not walk in the old man? Don't walk by the flesh. Simple. By the body. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, in you, not on you, in you. See, in the Old Testament it was on you, now it's in you. There's a key right there. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So people cannot serve God in spirit and in truth because they don't have a new spirit from God. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he gives you a new spirit and a clean heart. And that's how you're able to serve God. And they think, and that's why even Paul, when he met those guys that said, he said, when you believe, did you receive the Holy Spirit and fire? No. Okay, well, receive the Spirit of God because you ain't going to be able to serve him if you don't got him. That's why the other one was able, that's why Paul was casting out demons and, they, and then the other one's trying to cast out demons and then they chased the sons of Sceva, chased them out and ripped their clothes off. Why? Because the kingdom of God. But what is the kingdom of God? It's joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is really the thing that comprises the kingdom of God. And that's where the finger of God dwells. It's those who operate that are filled with his spirit. See, the sons of Sceva were filled. They, they just had knowledge of what Paul was doing and all these guys were doing. And they tried to copy him in the flesh. That's why it had no effect. But Paul was actually filled with the things that he was speaking and had backing from what he was speaking. Because he was an, actually, when you're filled with God, you're now an ambassador for God. When you're filled with God, you out now the righteousness of God. When you, but it's here. It's in here. For he, any, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. The body is dead because of sin. So the body cannot please God because of sin. That's why we're going to be given new bodies. That's why he, Paul even says himself that, he says that we are even waiting for the redemption of our body, but his spirit, his spirit is redeemed, his spirit is saved, but his body still, he even groans, he says the whole world is groaning and waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God, but then he also says that we're waiting for the, the new body, for this, this body to come off and go back to the dust and for us to be given a new body. So the body is, is dead, so how can the body be operating in life if it is dead? But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. See, if it dwell in you, he shall quicken your body. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. See, see this differently. When we talk about flesh, we're not talking about just sin. We're talking about live after this man here that you think you are, but you not really are. This is just your house. If you live after the flesh, you will not be able to walk in the spirit. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. 
So you owe this body nothing. But, you, but now we are debtors to God, so we give this body to God. Now it is the temple of God. Now everything we, that's why it says every man will be judged by the deeds he does in the body. So now everything we do with the body we're responsible for. Even though our spirit is saved, even though our spirit is righteous, even though our spirit is made of his image. But now what we did with our spirit is what is going to be held responsible at the judgment seat of Christ. The world has a different judgment because the world is dead and the world is, identifies with the body. For as many as are led by the spirit. For if you live, oh wait, I want to do this one. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, Ye, through the Spirit, you shall more the, mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. For ye are, have not received the spirit of bondage, again the fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Spirit itself, bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit of God starts to bear witness of who we are. The Spirit of God starts to bear witness of what we are. The Spirit of God starts to bear witness everything Bears goes through the Holy Ghost. Everything that we hear, everything that we think, everything that we receive, we need to take it to our spirit and look for that bearing witness with God. He's a witness to everything that he says. He says, my spirit will come and will witness to all things that I say unto you. And will even bring back and remind you of things I, I did say unto you at the proper time. So how do we, well, what did, what did God tell Well, when you start to live in the spirit, he starts to remind you, boom. When you start to live in your spirit, you start to know that's not from God. That's from God. What she just said is that was from God because it starts to bear witness. Because, and, and if it's not from God, your spirit starts to feel displeased with it. That doesn't mean you got to be displeased with them, but you just know that it's not. It might be there, might be in the flesh, whatever the case may be. But you, everything you do, you have to operate through your inner man. Bondage again, the fear, but ye ever see the spirit of adoption, whereby ye cry, Abba, Father. When you start to live by your spirit, you start to cry, Abba, Father. You start to live like a son. You start to walk like a son. And you start to actually call Abba, Daddy, instead of calling him God. Because those that call him God, if they don't know him as Father, they don't really know who they are. But when you start to actually live from that place, you start to feel him all the time. You start to, you start to think his thoughts. You start to even interact with him being to being. Not just, not just thought to thought, being to being. That's how I want to operate with God, is, is with my spirit and his spirit. And we start to connect, and that's when I start to call him Father because I actually start to feel him. How can you call someone Father that is not even around? Anybody that didn't have a father knows what, exactly what I'm talking about. But when you have a father, he's, he's around, he's there. You, you, you feel things with him, you experience things with him, you encounter things with him, and that's why you cry, Daddy, because you know him. Last one, and I'm done. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, so I understand. So how can you walk in the law and fulfill all those things if you're carnal, but you have a spirit now. So the law is spiritual, but by, by my spirit, man, that's where I start to actually walk in the law, walk, fulfill the deeds that the, in the word. For that which I do not allow, see, here's the, thing I, here's the last thing I wanted to hit on before we close. For that which I do not allow, because even people read this and they don't even understand this, and then they're like, that can't be. Well, he preaches this because they're understanding all in a carnal mind. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do, that do I not, but what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I would consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. See, he was even saying that when I do the things that I don't want to do, that I, that I hate, but I do it anyway, 
it's now it's the deeds of the body. He didn't even associate with the things that he fell into or, or when, he, when he fell in his flesh. He didn't even associate. He said, that's my body still. He didn't even say, but then, but see, when you start to live like that, you start to take responsibility and be like, God, you kill the deeds of this flesh. And you stop protecting. See, because we start identifying with the flesh, we start protecting the flesh. That's, where, that's what it really is. It can, it can actually come down to an identity problem because we think it's so a part of us and we're like, but that's just me. What do you, stop, stop, stop coming against my flesh because that's me. No, it's not you. For I know that in me that is in my flesh, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is to present with me. So, for, so that will that I want to do is will, that I want to obey, that I want to walk in the word is with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. You hear all the words, you hear all the things, you hear all the things of the kingdom, you hear all the things you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. But, and you want to do right, but, then, but in your flesh, there's no good thing. So you can't do it. But you can do it because it's not by your flesh. For the good that I would do not, but evil which I would not, that I do. Now, that, now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find that I law that when I do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inner man. So Paul was saying, basically giving you the, the solution to the problem is the law of God after the inner man. The, by the spirit of God in my spirit, am I able to start overcoming and stop walking in the flesh? That's what he says. For I delight in the law of God. But I see another law in my members, in my body, Warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. See, even, he's, even he had to the two laws warring against him, trying to, get, trying to get him to live by the do's and don'ts, but then trying to live by the Spirit of God, and then that, that's where the confliction starts to come. Live by the letter or live by the Spirit. But I want to obey the letter, but I can only do it by the Spirit. But then I see sometimes where the letter is supposed to be fulfilled, but I can't do it. Then that's where the confliction is. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of this of from the body of this death. I thank God through Jesus Christ our God. So then with the mind, I serve the law of God. With my mind, I, I live by the Spirit. I live by my Spirit, man. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. See, with your flesh, you start to live on the law and where the law is, sin is. So Father, right now, Father, we thank you, Father, that you would make this flesh in us, Father, that you would Give us understanding, Father. You give us, give us ears to hear, Father. Because we want to walk in who we are, Father. But we know that we cannot do it in our own strength, Father. We cannot do it by might. We cannot do it by power, but only by your Spirit, Father. Oh, Father, let us see the part of ourselves that we need to start to live in, Father. Let us recognize that we're spiritual beings. We're no longer carnal, fleshly beings, Father. We've been adopted and we've been inherited into a new kingdom, Father. And that kingdom is not carnal. It is spiritual, Father. It is a spiritual kingdom with spiritual things, with spiritual words, and now with spiritual people, Father. You have knitted us in our mother's womb, and now you have re-knitted us, Father, as we've been born again. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Father, right now, that you would clear out any, anything, we just, anything we did yesterday, anything we've been thinking, any jealousy, Father. We're no longer, even if our flesh gets jealous, Father, we will not come in agreement with our flesh. If our flesh gets offended, we will not come in agreement with our flesh. If our flesh wants to lust after things that we should not covet, then we will not come in agreement, Father, because we know it is our flesh and not of our spirit, Father. And we come in agreement with everything that comes out of our spirit, because out of our spirit shall come rivers. Out of our belly, when I was talking about his belly, it was talking about his spirit, man. Out of our bellies 
shall come rivers of living water. Out of our belly is where the fire consumes me and consumes my flesh from within to without. Oh, Father, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away, Father, and all things have truly become new. And let us walk in that reality and understand how to walk in that reality. Jesus' mighty name.